Hey, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Oh, we love us. And I'm Wes Matice. Hey, Wes is back. Hi. Awesome. It's going pretty well. I'm, I'm doing pretty great. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So glad to have you back on the show. It sure has been a while. <laughs> yeah, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. Now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> so, as far as I understand it, what happens is... <laughs> We're going to yes. tell you what to read, and then we're going to read it, and then we're going to talk about what we read, and then you're going to listen to us talk about what we read, and you're going to talk about what we talked about when we read the thing, and then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you're talking about us, talking about the thing that we read, and that's a friendship, and that's a book club. Back to you, John. Hey, that was really good. That was very <laughs> was efficient. Out? Yes, that was I, good. I love it. Yeah. All that takes is two white claws. <laughs> <laughs> I got a shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Shouts outs. Aubrey, yes. you got some shouts outs. Out. We're continuing to shout outs Ross Radke. Yes. If his Kickstarter is still going on, it is in the final a hours. Ross Radke. Yes. We love a Ross Radke. Um, so please get in there. We've crossed the goal. You're going to get your comics. Oh, shit. But it's how much of your comics oh, are you going to get? How much of it? Do you want 48 pages of monster size monster comics? Because that's what I want. Do. Is that what you want, Wes? That's what we want. That's what I want. Yes. That's what he wants. So if that's what you want, then we got to get in there and pledge a little bit more. Add a sketch card. Mm. Add. A commission. Yeah. Add, you know, um, add some additional stopped comics to give to your friends. Yeah. Let's push Ross over the $6,000 mark. Get some comics to put in your local comic book store. Yes. Apparently that's a thing that yes, is fine that to is do. It's okay do. to do that. And, uh, just, just take them in there. Just sneak them in there. Don't tell anyone. Just no, no, put it on the shelf. No, definitely tell them. <laughs> give it to them in the counter. And typically they'll be friendly about it, I guess. Yes, no, they will be. That's awesome. Um, And support our friends. You yes. know, I think that that's what it's yeah. about, too, is like, we we got to support each other, and it's you know, friendship. yeah, it, it really yeah. is. And I think Ross is a great artist. He's put out some amazing that work true. in the last couple of years, and so yeah, let's keep all that and going. It's so I can't believe the prices. It's so <laughs> unbelievably underpriced for his the skills that he's developed. Yes, awesome. All right, and so this week we actually don't have any listener feedback. We didn't get any listener feedback oh, no. this week on our Silver Surfer oh, no. episode. Did you listen Can you to make our some up real quick? Yeah, let's let's see. Let's put Wes on the spot. Did put you Wes. listen hey, to Wes. our Silver Surfer episode, Wes? <laughs> I did. I just finished it. I just what, finished. What, okay. give us give us some listener feedback because we don't have any. Oh, so wait, so now you got to give us some. listener feedback. feedback. <laughs> get out, treats and floppies. Get out, hardback. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get out. I, I was reading it on Comixology. I don't. Do you guys not like Comixology? No, no, not like, anymore. No, it's fine. Yeah, they I fucked mean, with it. Yeah. They fucked it up. They they changed something oh. and it annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. It got well. There's well, well. Also, it's like less accessible. Apparently, for peeps who for, for depended pe- on those features, it's um, so I don't know. Uh, the online version apparently is not as. I mean, you can't like it doesn't do double H splash page as well. You can't okay. zoom in like you used to be able to. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah, but the app version, it's not as good as it used to be, in my opinion. But it's still readable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think if it was just slightly annoying, it would be whatever. But I think there are some people who genuinely like can't fucking use it anymore because of whatever they are, you know, etc. So. In any case, and then, in any case, and then some of the behind the scenes stuff just doesn't sit right with me. Right, merge it with Amazon. Mm, yeah. yeah, I opened up my Kindle app and like all my comics are there, and I'm like, where are my damn books? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what were we gonna say yeah, once about Comicsology? Oh, uh, so I so I finished the first trade, I guess, which was like 
I don't know, three quarters of the way through you guys' episode. So then I had oh. to go on Amazon and purchase it and push it to the uh, <laughs> comics, Comicsology app. Because I'm looking at it on the omnibus version. So I'm kind of like following it right. and chunking it through that. Yeah. I gotcha. don't really know how the trades are laid out, but yeah. I have no, the, it, was, it was good. The poppies I did think of Wizard of Oz, but then I was there was a lot of um No, that makes much more yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, in the context of that which it was uh given, <laughs> of course. But I mean both, both those stories came out around similar times. There's too. poppies in this one, yeah. which is a completely different context in this story. Uh, not this yeah, story, no, but one totally... of the stories that we're gonna read is kind of completely at another third context. Yeah. Nobody falls asleep there. Actually, maybe they are sleeping there. There are things sleeping there, I guess. Mm. Mm. What about um? What do you think of the Mr. Big song that I cut into the beginning of? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that was great! That was yes. awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. He played for me. He played some of those songs, like a various different ones, yeah. for me to listen to, and I was so fucking blown away. Like just the the I'm sure just I the sheer no I like um, expression of delight that must have crossed my you face. were uh, you were laughing so hard because he goes uh, <laughs> flying for justice. He's Spider Man. He doesn't fly. <laughs> flying for justice it's in the chorus of the fucking song maybe maybe that maybe it was a rejected superman track there you go what was yeah the one where he was singing about how he was web slinging around that, that was it that swing was time one. yeah swing time oh my yeah. god and what was the other one though that was in... no that was the only one we listened no, to there was a second so. one. oh is that the same song i think so oh, yeah. okay it, anyway. it just went on for so long it's an incredible <laughs> song yeah awesome well i'm glad you enjoyed that man i forgot about mr big until you brought <laughs> it up those last songs, week though are are so like i mean we're like five six years past their it, prime when the game came out <laughs> it just felt like such a fever dream listening to those yeah. like <sighs> All right, and now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're continuing our discussion of the Baltimore Comics series. This is part of the larger Outerverse set of titles that Mignola works on with Christopher Golden. And we're checking out the Omnibus version. The next set of stories are all short stories, and the first one is The Widow and the Tank. Uh, you want to go ahead, Wes, and uh, tell us about this story? This issue was published uh, as a one-shot in February 2013, written by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden, art by Ben Stenbeck, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Clem Robbins. Uh, so far, all the covers have been done by Mignola. I believe this is the first uh, cover done by Stenbeck. And so I have the cover here, if you guys want to look at it. In the omnibus version, it's got the sepia tones, but if you want to look at the full color. Why do they do that? Yeah. It's I just, don't know. And like the red poppies are, you know, ex- extremely symbolic and it's very, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And it's, this is just very, it's why. One thing, uh, the Lobster Johnson omnibus just came out and on that one, they put the full color yeah. covers in there. I know. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Probably wonder, heard, they probably heard the show. I wonder if they listened to the podcast. The, well, <laughs> but the color is such an important part of these, the composition of these pieces. I yeah. Mean, it's just very, what an odd choice. Why would you do this? Well, didn't they do the same thing on the BPRD one? where like it wasn't cpa but it was more like a like a blue cover yeah or something like that i don't mean to openly complain it's just very (laughs) what a weird fucking choice it's a a weird decision yeah Yeah, unless they're gonna be like hey let's do a book of covers and then put all the covers in here you want to see the covers you gotta buy this book maybe it's a market i don't know know. that's i don't know but it's just very (laughs) like, like they work so hard to make these covers and make them like a a completed piece and then it's all sepia it out just fucking yeah why Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So in this pile of skulls, we get that bird skull too. I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, all the the bird spirits that. Go. Oh, sure I didn't even see that one. Just, right. As a second thought, like, hey, let's put that in there. Sure. Right. 
There seems to be a lot of animal skulls in here, though. There's like a yeah. I like in this story where it opens with the widow and then the the tank. They do the same thing. They have like the the name of the title in the in the upper corner, like it's yeah. like a Stephen King '80s movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool. But we open in uh, Lincolnshire, England, June 1916. Uh, Louth is a real place. It's a market town and civil parish in the East Lindsay district of Lincolnshire, England. We open at an estate. There's some knocking going on. I don't even know if he's using the knocker or if he's just like using his fingers. Um, and then oh, we, yeah. We find yeah. Miss Yardsley answers the door or she, she touches the picture of her husband. So Miss Ye- we find out Miss Yardsley. Miss Yardsley opens the door, frightened me hammering on the door like that. What do you want? It's Baltimore. He says he needs to talk to her about her husband and asks to come in. He's got hair. I, he does. Oh, yeah. Hair. He does have. I didn't yeah. even notice that. Yeah. 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 So 1916, I'm trying to think, too, uh, where is this in compared to the other stories that we've read? Um, oh, right. I should have thought about that more. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't. Middle, I, I should have thought about that, too. World War One here. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey's looking for that. Aubrey will have that information for There's milk bottles outside the door here. Remember that? Yeah, some milk bottles out there, some mail sticking out. Yeah, that still goes on. The delivery of milk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like. I do like how they're, like, polite to each other for the sake of being polite. Oh, yeah, but there's scathing. Oh, but she's clearly pissed that he's there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't want to let him in, but she also doesn't want people around town talking about her not letting him in for tea. Yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. The things that she's actually (laughs) saying are quite rude, but it's (laughs) she's maintaining this veneer of like, well, I'm saying this, but I don't like it. Yeah, I'm saying it because I have to say it. Okay. (laughs) As politely as possible, go fuck yourself. Okay, so the yeah. Cursed Bells took place in late October 1916 in Switzerland. Okay. Oh, so then this is before that. Yeah. yeah. He still had he's, hair, He's got hair. Yeah. That's with this, yeah. to show the passage of time. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, so this is June 1916, so this takes place before. And that makes sense because like, he was at the end of Cursed Bells, he was yeah. off to go find Haggis again, but yeah. why would he backtrack to London? Right. And grow yeah. hair and then shave it off again. <laughs> well, you know, That's, people you know, get scruffed on the and shave it. Yeah, he's got the leg, though. Yeah, he's got the leg. Leg is a permanent thing. Yeah. When did it happen? (laughs) So Baltimore removes his 100 pounds of weapons uh, to gear up to have some tea. So much. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, so much. (laughs) What kind of tea do you think uh, Baltimore drinks here? Well, this is very obviously uh, Earl Grey with a bit of, it's, it's got a bit of bergamot, perhaps a bit of lavender. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether she serves it with lemon or not. Uh, there, there seems to be a little, a uh, little server thing for sugar, and I don't see a cream server. So apparently, she doesn't take it with cream. Okay. So what you're, you're saying, saying a lot is of cream next door. What you're I'm saying is this is extraordinarily <laughs> British. No, I was gonna say what you're saying is it's tea, Earl Grey, hot. Yeah. The, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Okay. There is steam. That answered my question. I love it. Let us know what type of tea you think Baltimore drinks. Well, it's whatever type of tea she's serving, isn't it? I guess. I mean, maybe she had a selection and he picked one. Oh, maybe. Maybe. We don't know what happened. Yeah. There's some missing panels there. That is true. <laughs> so Baltimore and Miss Yardsley talk. Uh, he gives his full name. Um, is this for the first time? Did you say this was the first like time? Like Yardsley. I think it is, yeah. Lord Henry Baltimore, 13th Baron Baltimore of Bowcastle yeah. in County Durham. He's a baron. Yeah, no wonder he's mad all the time. That's yeah. a long name. It's a long ass. <laughs> yeah, really so Baltimore tells Yardsley that he wants to talk to her husband, 
but she says her husband died in the war. Baltimore says he's also heard that the lieutenant came home, nevertheless, along with several of his soldiers. Miss Yardsley is pretty offended by all this and says her husband died on the battlefield and suggests otherwise, bringing shame not upon her husband, but upon himself. Mm. Um, he's not saying that he didn't die, though. He's pretty he aware he came back. that he did <laughs> die. He's yeah. like, I already came back like, still. Look, both of those things are obviously true. Where is he? I'm going to kill him again. And and he leaves, and we get a scene, and she's just watching him in the in the. I silhouette. love the, uh, the armoire in the background. The way that that's done is so nice. I like that. Oh, that's, like that's, yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. think that, the way that that's... I like when when he leaves and like she's like you know because she's clearly upset about everything but she you know, she says like uh, you know the nerve of that di- fucking guy he died like on the battlefield and um, to suggest otherwise brings shame not upon him but upon you and yeah. I'm pretty sure Baltimore's walking around going fuck no yeah <laughs> yeah I know you're a liar back inside she was clearly lying she as Aubrey says the nerve of the man she the nerve of that guy calling me out when I'm lying to his face <laughs> I know right. <laughs> How dare he know that I'm lying about my husband being a vampire? I like how he's just got the harpoon. He's like, know, all right, let's do this. We'll do it this way then. Right. Oh, I love that panel in the corner that like kind of just shadowy. You know, he's like, he's sticking around. He's like, I'm not leaving. I know that there's a vampire in yeah, there. I'm going to shoot this fucking vampire so much. Do we get anybody harpooned? We haven't had anybody harpooned yet, right? No, I but I think we're going to. <laughs> I think there will be a harpooning in this episode. <laughs> You see a harpooning in our future. <laughs> harpoon corner. Dead husband. Lying about your husband dying in the war? That's, That's a, a harpooning. <laughs> That's awesome. Ooh, that's a harpooning. So on the next page, we get a night scene. We see the, Awful. the vampire husband is, wakes Awful. up. He's all creepy on his wife in bed Ugh. and drinks her blood as Awful. he leaves her. Her um, face is awful. I can't look at this. Yeah. I got to turn the page. I, I know. Like I mean, she Ugh. just, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And it seems like it's like a regular thing, awful. right? Like, yeah, because there, there's before, several bite marks on her already. Her, yeah, there's already Ugh. bite marks there. I don't like this at all. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Don't like it. Yeah. He's being very slow and deliberate with Disgusting. her. Yeah, we'll go to the next page. We see the, the general, or sorry, the lieutenant walking around town. I'm so um, impressed with the uh, the the rendering of this town. Oh yeah, I personally, awesome. I personally yeah. really struggle with having to draw any kind of architecture at all. Just like, Ugh. and so seeing stuff like this, I'm always very impressed by it. Yeah, tedious time. Anybody that can freehand stuff like this is amazing. Oh, incredible! Person. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Like, even if you're using reference to draw this, that's that's still so impressive because I have to, you know, use reference, and even then, I'm still very bad at it. So. I have to practice that, I guess. But yeah, when I see this, it seems effortless, but I know that for some people it takes a lot of effort. So I, I really appreciate that. And some people very much like doing it, which, hey, right on. That's that's super cool. Right. I wish I did also. So he goes and meets his soldier buddies that he came back from the war with. Uh, the pub is open, lads. I'd say we've earned ourselves a drink. Man, he's so creepy looking in that panel when he says that. I mean, he got his his hands are all rubbing together with those long nails. He's all like, (laughs) (laughs) "What a piece of shit!" Just making a little pun there. I wish I wish y'all could see the face that Aubrey made when he did that. (laughs) We see the pub in the background is the Turk's Head. There are several places called the Turk's Head, including a family friendly restaurant and pub in Twickenham, London. Yeah, the Turk's Head is also a pub and inn in Rothbury, England, amongst a bunch of other references. The Turk's Head may be a reference to Turk's 
head knot, sometimes known as a sailor's knot, is a decorative knot with a variable number of interwoven strands forming a closed loop. The knot is primarily used for tightening up underlying material to overlay a covering knot, prevent slipping, and add a decorative element. Add a, a decorative element. Practice. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Notable practical use for the Turk's head is to mark the king's spoke of a ship's wheel. Ah, that's interesting. On the next page, we see a couple things at home. Miss Yardsley is staring at her at a reflection in the mirror, sort of like disappearing a little bit. It's like kind of there, kind of not there. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like dimming out on her. Yeah, she's got at least four sets. She of looks holes like she's tapping it to like the way that she would. Yeah, yeah TV. the way that you would tap like a device or something. <laughs> is this mirror on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this is my reflection working? What's happening? And then at the bottom, we see um, Lieutenant Yardsley and his little gang of undead punks approaching the couple leaving the bar. I love the, the quizzical expression on this guy's face. They're just like, "What is? What are y'all talking about?" They're just like, <laughs> they seem to be very unalarmed just sort of just sort of confused like what are you talking about what's going on is this like a flash yep. mob what's happening on the next page we get exactly what i wanted was a harpooning yes right a harpooning <laughs> i know it's gross but it's also great harpooning it yeah. up it's well deserved yeah exactly well that's deserved. good it's satisfying when it's these guys Bloody hell, one of the vampires says, I'd love to have a word with you, Lieutenant, Baltimore says, holding his harpoon. Baltimore tells the lieutenant that he wants Haggis, the man who made Yardsley a monster. Yardsley says that Haggis saved his life, and Baltimore better be glad he hasn't met him. I like yeah. the way the guy says, but he's like, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really... Bloody hell. Yeah. I was like, geez, man. Why'd you do I'm that? A, I'm a fan of the the uh, progression of the way that this vampire was dusted. I think that that's very well rendered. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of movement there, and it's very yeah. dynamic the way that that happens. And the bones just fall away. It's very you know, fluid. Yeah. yeah, this dusting. So I like that. A yeah, lot. Like, I that was very lovingly rendered. The guy who gets who says bloody hell gets the harpoon in his neck right after. I guess oh, yeah. a couple runs <laughs> in the bar. Yeah, we didn't see that. That's and then so he just funny. leaves it there and he pulls out these little short swords. I've already met him, Yardsley, Baltimore says, and he took more from me than my soul. I intend to pay him back in kind. Baltimore mm-hmm. delivers these lines while blocking a sword strike and stabbing a vampire through the head. Just like so. <laughs> right the head. That's so good. That's pretty gross. Yeah, I mean, no second thought. I like the townspeople too at the window. Like, check this out. Not like holy crap, that's fun. Not like like, hey, Jeff, come over here. Check it out. <laughs> Look at this. So we see Miss Yardsley in bed, just lying awake. In the bar, we see a couple. The woman is upset, but the man assures her that the ruffians have been dispatched. Uh, but the woman says she recognized one of the vampires as Albert Yardsley, who's supposed to be dead. Impossible, darling. <laughs> I like this couple. They're, th- this is cute. Yeah, some nice little character work I'm there. I'm still on the guy. Yeah. Get a load of this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this fucking like, guy right here. I love it, man. Up at the top. I'm sorry. I know you pointed that out, but I can't get over it. This, this I Because it's so nonchalant. He's not it's like, great. I, wouldn't be, I would be like, what the... Person they're very calmly discussing it too at the bottom of the page if you look at these guys they're like i don't know i guess it's some yeah, sort of fucking <laughs> yeah they're used to it now they're like hey the look blads. it's another one guys look back at the yardsley home we see uh miss yardsley awakens she's not having a good time no she's a little bit sad she pulls the uh 
sheets overhead sensitive to the light. Bit too many, if you know what I mean. Having a bad time of it over here. Yeah. By too many, I mean too many vampire bites on the neck, probably. <laughs> too, many, too many drinks. Too many well, of one those. too many, or... yeah. <laughs> she's covering up the mirror with a thing because the sun the sun's coming up and she's like no thank you yeah and the, the colors are fantastic too uh hayden oh well i guess i was on the same episode but that lavender yeah, uh, yeah we see that color lavender. yeah that lavender yeah. purple from dave stewart really cool yeah she hears a boot creak on the floor bed did you notice the handle for pulling the for flushing the toilet i did that's a fun one I like the way that uh, Baltimore laces up his boots. Huh. Oh, oh, he that does. That's a very yeah. yeah. That's a very specific, a specific way of lacing it. What is that called? Something. I don't know. Let well, us I know. I got a name. Yeah, let us know. I won't show. Google it though. <laughs> so we see Mrs. Eardsley walk past like a little sunlight coming through the window on the next no. page. She gets sizzled she by the sun. Crispy. Dies away from the window. Let me see Baltimore walk in the doorway. You're right, Miss Yardsley. Your husband died in the war. It's unfortunate that he brought his death home to you. Miss Yardsley says her husband came back because he loved her. It's only right that she follow him. On that, we agree. Open the drapes, Miss Yardsley. The sun is out. They sort of encourage her to join. You got her to dust herself. She opens the window and turns to a pile of bones. The end. And there's a little ring. There's a ring there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sad. It's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> it looks wow. like a beautiful day. Beautiful yeah. day with skeletons. I thought that was kind of like a, it reminded me of the Hellboy short stories. You know, he comes in, he's got this one little weird thing that's going on. I think it's kind of also sad because I don't think she really wanted to be a vampire. So she was willing to let herself burst into flames like the, like the nuns. At oh the end yeah, of the last story. yeah, you're right. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, if she wouldn't have done it willingly, he probably would have done it for her. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just like any like abused right, yeah. You know, wife or in a in a toxic relationship. She's just at the service of her shitty husband. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. No. Baltimore does right. have you know, a different like... thing to say after that <laughs> sentence, probably. Pretty intense. Think, Pretty intense. It's funny because like Baltimore really blurs the lines between good and like what is good and evil in these stories. Yeah. Yeah. And the next story, we get the tank story opens up in Aquitaine uh, region of France. Aquitaine is a historical region forming the southwestern corner of France, bordering Spain and the Atlantic. Bordeaux, the regional capital, is known for its mansions, Gothic cathedrals, and museums, along mm. with thousands of vineyards and the surrounding countryside. Lovingly rendered here by yeah. Ben Stenbeck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, we get all those red poppies. Yep. A call to the Wizard of Oz. It's July 1916 in France. It's probably... A call back to the uh, to World War One and uh, the yeah. poem in Flanders Fields. Oh yeah. Oh, what what is that? Explain uh, that a little bit the, more. The red poppies. It's a known as a remembrance poppy, and it's worn in a bunch of different countries to commemorate uh, military people who die in war. So it's inspired by the war oh. poem. There's a poem called In Flanders Fields, and this idea to wear this red poppy to commemorate this is promoted by this woman named uh, Moina Michael. First used uh, near the end of World War One to commemorate the you know British casualties of war, and now it's used in a lot of different countries like Canada and Australia and oh, the United okay. States even sometimes. And so it's like a, you know, they use it to like raise funds for veterans, widows, orphans, etc. So okay, yeah, remembrance poppies. That's the red poppy. You'll see people wearing that. No way. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I looked it up, it was called the Spring Fever Poppy, and mm. so I was thinking fever. 
the plague is going on. Um, I thought maybe it was a reference to that. No, it's like it's it's like oh, war. Okay, you know, cool. so especially the timing here is you know in France it's July nineteen sixty yeah. World War One. So like World War One kind of kicked off the whole like the use of the remembrance poppy. It's a red okay poppy. People will wear that, and uh, they use it to like raise funds and such, etc. So interesting. So that's all right. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So see Baltimore walk past the tank as he heads into the next town or Yeah, this page is very as beautiful page. I mean it's very um these colors are so like the juxtaposition of like this fucking fucked up tank and then the flowers growing on right, it and the beautiful yeah. sky and everything and then this guy like walking down this beautiful path and he's just like a big grim reaper man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's just such an interesting yeah, page yeah so we find ourselves at a pub baltimore has some grub and is there grub at a pub yeah grub in the pub, pub just grub. a lot of weird stuff happening i love this, this tiny little hook that's on this beam here yep for your oh yeah for your jacket like details for like your that yeah harpoon. Yeah, for your harpoon or whatever, what have you? Yeah, yeah. That that how's how's that plate of food looking there? I don't know. You I know, don't know about that actually. This waitress is um, chicken looks a little singed. <laughs> yeah, she's got something going on with her too. Yeah, she got messed up in the war. Good luck. So like a war yeah. casualty. Good luck with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't give a fuck. That's either, what she tells though, him too. She's like, her. "Good luck with that food that we just served." <laughs> I wouldn't right. give a shit if I were if I were her. I mean, what do you ha- what do you have? You got mushrooms, potatoes, chicken. It's all the same color though. You want some different colors on there? Maybe that's you? why it looks weird to me. It's yeah. all it just looks like it's, it's all a big one brown, thing. yeah, big plate of brown. <laughs> yeah, and some whiskey as well. But it does there. look it doesn't look good. It looks disgusting. None. But he's had worse, right? He's had gross fish from. Oh right, yeah. he's pumped right. about it. He's like, "No, thank you. This will do nicely. I'm loving it." He says, "I'm loving a big plate of brown." He says, and then right as he's about to take a bite, uh, are you yeah. really a monster hunter?" Which is said in yeah. French, "Little French boy." Yeah, yeah, little French boy. Are you really a monster hunter? What I am is hungry. We oui, must but my grandfather, he's at the bar. He says you asked him about the vampire. He says you're hunting monsters. I'll kill monsters, yes, but there's only one I'm hunting. Now go away, boy. But you like to kill them? We oui, so there's one not far from here, a vampire. Everyone says he lives inside the broken tank that the British left behind. It has killed many cows and some of my friends. So it would be uh, very nice if uh, if you could kill it. <laughs> you know the breathless way that kids talk? They're just very like, they can't get it out fast enough. I just imagine this kid just being like, if you could go and kill this monster, I would... I really like that because it's killed some of my friends. You know, this yeah. is kind of like the delivery on this little kid's face. He's just playing with the harpoon and like fucking around with all of his stuff. And it's just a very. Oh, playful... I like that where he's poking. He's like, he killed all my friends. Yeah. Will you go kill that yeah. monster, please? And I am. He's playing with this very dangerous, sharp, probably rusty weapon. That's yeah, anyway, rusty. I'm I'm probably loving this whole scene. I'm loving this yeah. uh, juxtaposition of this very cranky man with just a very incorrigible child. I'm loving it. I like that he's still got his like childish ways, even though World War One has happened uh-huh. and a plague and monsters now live in the world. That's just how <laughs> or have it come out of yeah. yeah. He's just very matter of fact too. He's just like, I heard that you kill monsters, will you kill this monster? <laughs> and uh he's fidgeting around like a kid does. Like it's just very well done. I'm loving I'm loving it. Yeah. Crawling around on the table like a goblin. <laughs> a little goblin child. Yeah. So we see Baltimore Baltimore never tells I don't know if he ever tells the kid that he's fine, he'll do it. But he ends up going to the tank, walks through the field of poppies and bones. 
Well, he was too busy eating his brown food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the colors on this page, and then like the skeleton of obviously a child. Right. Yeah. Like the, it's right. so beautifully like a... rendered, but it's so horrific. It's got bite marks yeah. and shit. It has bite marks on the forehead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Awful. Yeah, it doesn't look like vampire bite marks. Mm-mm. Weird. I think like I don't know. There's a lot of detail on this page. Stenbeck yes. does a really good job at this page. I really like. Through Baltimore, I think he get he like gets better. Yes, so, right. yeah, okay, yeah. Like he gets a, like he was good where where he is now too with his art. I mean, it's just not, he's good. I really think it changes. You can it, like, see the growth throughout story. the book. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Baltimore talks to the vampire in the broken tank. He taunts him. If you're hungry, come out and say hello. I'll wait. He starts messing around with the latch. It doesn't sound like you're waiting. <laughs> I love that. that was I, thought, I love that interaction right there where he's like messing yeah. around with it and he's like, it doesn't sound like if you're waiting. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. From within the tank, the vampire tells Baltimore that he doesn't know what he's got himself into. He hasn't killed any kids or passerbys. That's rumored. His hunger is clawing at his insides. He tells Baltimore the scent of your blood is wonderful, but that they'll never let me have you. They'll take you for themselves just as all those whose bones you see. Very specific sword handle. I'm sure that has a specific name. I'm sure the hilt. I'm sure it has a specific, it's like a type of a thing. Oh, you mean with the, the cross guard It's got a thing, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got the thing okay. on it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of military swords had that. Right, right, right. But yeah. it's got a, I'm sure it has a name. But you know, you always so gotta see- have a story. You gotta have a story behind it. True that. Like Wolverine's jacket, etc. Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get it? I said. Here you go. Okay, give. Thank you. That's how it happened. A recreation, a oh, reenactment. Wait. Here's your here's your uniform, thank sir. Thank you. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Here's your sword. Okay, good. Your gun. I'm gonna take that. Thank uh, you. Here's a harpoon. Can I have several more? Yeah, like ten more. I want like eleven. No. All over me. Okay. No, no this is the army. I'll show you. <laughs> Eventually, I'll, I'll shave my head and have eleven weapons. <laughs> You can't stop they don't me. harpoons in the army. I'll have a harpoon, have a harpoon. <laughs> for no reason. It's very heavy. And All right, we're gonna mark you. We're gonna mark you down for okay. the front line. Great. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing because I'm fucking crazy. I love to. I love to do that. I love to. And eat brown plates of food. Yes, I'm built for the army. I eat terrible food and I love to. <laughs> Stab. All right. Lots of stabbing. Mm-hmm. So Baltimore goes they questioning like who the who the vampire is talking about, and then right as he says that cue all the little tiny oh, gobliny monsters little that come out of the. I love their ground. their weird little hands and their. It's great. Oh, it's so good. So, what are these They're things? Great. Like, what are they? Like, I guess this is very Mignola like little, right here. They look like very little frog goblin like monsters. Little goblin dudes. Look at this guy. Uh, Do you guys yeah. remember what's that movie where the like? Oh, I think it's the the ghouls. Where these the little monsters come uh, out of like ghoulies? toilet and ghoulies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Oh they start swarming all over Baltimore. Sure yeah. do. He's loving it, though. He's Look like, at that. Look at his face. He didn't give a fuck. He's, He's having a great up. time. <laughs> He's having a fun time. Yeah, they're like stuffed animals. They're just chopping. They're filled with oh, stuffing. No. He's thwacking them in they're half. They're flying around, limbs akimbo. <laughs> yeah. So we see on the next page, the, the vampire emerges from the tank and offers Baltimore a shelter inside. Baltimore says he'd rather die than cower in fear inside that tank and won't 
be dying today. This is a pretty awesome page. Yeah, I fucking love this art. I mean, oh, so good. The tank in the background too, and just like yeah. God, all the detail in there. I love the expression of the vampire too. He's like, "Hey, I'll help you." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what was that? You really that get the so sense weird. that he's like pleading with him, like, "Hey, yeah, you know, what was that about?" Like, was he gonna? Is it just an act? And he was. Oh, I think it's an act. He's hungry. Eat Baltimore because oh, yeah. he was oh, like, yeah. your blood here's, smells wonderful. Here's my chance to eat. Right. But then he's like, well, at least he'll provide a diversion. But then he gets gobbled up and all this. Yeah. So I guess he's well, got he's his plan A. His plan A is like, let me get Baltimore in here. And then his plan B is like, let me use this as a diversion. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, it could be. It's really like great. All, this whole series is a gray area. Yeah. yeah, I never really know. Yeah, I do like this center panel with the flying skulls and bones. And all <laughs> oh, that. So good. The yeah, place. it's just flying all over. Just all the higgledy piggledy, just a lot of. <laughs> yeah. So the vampire takes this as an opportunity to try and run away, jumps off the tank and goes for it. While Baltimore provides a diversion, and then we get a nice gross scene. Disgusting! Oh no! Yeah. I know. I like how Baltimore says, yeah. "You you won't get far, vampire, even if you escape them." He's like, yep. right. yeah, your days are numbered, motherfucker. <laughs> well, and then he, he kills him at the end, right? He does. Yeah. So maybe, like, that was like, I mean, Baltimore's going to kill him anyway, but then maybe it's like a mercy killing, too. He puts too, him out like, of his misery yeah, there, yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. He may have killed the little monsters first and let him sure, suffer sure. a little bit before he killed the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> we never, you never know. I do I do think it's implied because the poppies are the last thing that you see. Yeah. 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 Or um, maybe he killed all three of them at once. <clears throat> I do. I love the panel where he's bringing the sword down. The movement in that is, is so... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, but I mean... In, I guess I didn't even think about it, Wes. You brought it up earlier, but like, yeah, I guess he listened to the kid. Yeah. He went out there yeah. to go like, uh, figure out whatever it all was. Right. Yeah. You know, so, he goes I mean, there. and he had to backtrack because we uh-huh. saw him walk past it. Yeah. So he had to come back. So like, I think it's kind right. of neat. We get some moments where he's not a total dick. He's grumpy. <laughs> I mean, he's he a liar. He tells everybody. Anyway. Yeah. He tells everybody, I'm only doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing that. You know? You're I right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to do that, but don't tell anyone that I did it. He's very, I'm a sucker for like, I'm too grumpy. And then a little, a little sunshine one comes up and he's like, I don't care. But then secretly like, I do care. I'm going to act like I don't care, but I care anyway. I'm so grumpy, but I do the right thing anyway. Do it anyway. It's very, it gets me. Yeah. But he is just another monster in this new jungle that is this world, you know? Shit. The next issue, A Passing Stranger. That one's a Mignola cover, right? Yeah, and I have this here. That yeah, spider is pretty badass. Yeah, it looks fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, giant spider. The coffin. I love a giant spider. I'd love to be friends with the giant spider. Yeah, the coffin could has be. that crown over you it. You could be friends with the giant spider. I Just don't be friends that. with Baltimore. No. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I would not like that. Nice detail there, Aubrey. Yeah, the, the coffin has a little crown over it. Oh, yeah, look That's at that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right on. It looks like uh, some a graffiti that someone did. Yeah, and the X, I mean, like when there's like plague yeah. or yeah. stuff going on, or like there's dead bodies inside of a building or a building's been searched, they put an X. So this is King of numbers. Plagues. The King of Plagues, yeah. King of Dead Plagues. At least we get we get a crescent moon. We don't get a full moon. That's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> like any kind of, of moon. Moons. Any kind of moon you're willing to draw for me. A Passing Stranger was published as a 14-page story in Dark Horse Free Comic Book Day in 2011 we open in Tullingert, germany i couldn't find anything yeah on this town i think that's either. a fictional place yeah yeah uh and this takes place right before the curse bells 
This is October. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, good catch. Yeah, we're getting closer. So on the first page, we get some great cityscapes by Stenbeck, but I also think it serves up to set up new readers. It explains that World War One is going on, but is there's also a horrible plague, and armies are going home to look after their families. Yeah, because it was like a free comic book day, so I think they were kind of like, oh, well, people will pick this up, and maybe they'll go, ah... Yeah, right. let's check this out. Yeah, so it's kind yeah, of like bringing cool. you bringing you into the world. And we did. And I love the cobwebs in this. Yeah, the I love that thing. That's really cool. Yeah, I think that thing's really cool. So we see like pretty much all the lights are out in town, except for this one little attic there. The lights are on. Inside up in the attic, we have a bunch of people hiding in a shelter from vampires. They hear a knock on the window and a little scamp. Rolf. Is that the <laughs> There's always Rolf. one kid who's got to like be the class clown or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, going around checking out stuff. Yeah. I don't follow the rules. I love to endanger my only surviving friends yeah. by being a cut up. Yeah. Just a real yeah, just a real jester, you know what I mean? Well Max is not Max much better. No. <laughs> right. He's no. quick to help out. I mean yeah. Max reminds me of myself. I'm a total I was a total sucker for my jerk friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love the I love the drawing of the old man with the goatee and the little girl who's like holding I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. In the corner, yeah. Good, yeah, it's just a good one. Don't you dare, Maxie. He says, and then Maxie does it anyways, and he likes, he's freaking out. <laughs> um, Rolf looks like he's Peter Pan coming in this window. Yeah. <laughs> a little, a little demented know. Peter Pan, yeah. Yeah, going to bring him to Neverland to go hang out, get killed by pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's pretty pissed off at Max is opening the window. Uh, Max leaves with Rolf, and they tell him that he won't be able to return until the sunrise. Because um, they don't like believe, they're afraid of everything that's out there during the dark, right? Yeah, yeah that's a fair. That's fair. I love this old lady too. That old lady is pretty sweet. <laughs> I don't know why, but this bottom panel with Ralph looks like he's wearing the Ronald Reagan mask from Point Break. <laughs> oh my god, he totally does. <laughs> gonna go rob some banks. That's no good. Let's go skydiving. Rock and roll. Yeah, so they're walking. Ralph says there's nothing more to fear. That the vampires are gone. And then the, on the next page, we see the kids find Baltimore as he's walking through the city. Speculate who he is or what he's, what he's doing as he comes into town. But that's where the vampires have their nest. Not anymore, Maxie. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They were already gone or he killed them all. Do you think so, Max asks? Let's ask him. Rolf responds and he runs after Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Man. This- and he's already like two build. He's like already on the next building over. He's all I like, know. let's go ask him. Boom. This kid is super agile. Yeah, man. He, he surfs every day. He's like, oh, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Caught my first tube this morning, sir. So we get over the next couple pages. They follow Baltimore through the streets um, and out towards the bridge. His buddy Rolf is like, come on, let's go. Why wouldn't they just, hey, mister, you know? I know, right? You with the harpoon. Hey, you right. with the, with the I mean, wooden leg and the harpoon. <laughs> hey, you very obvious lead character. And he would be like, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess maybe they want to see what he's up to. I mean, maybe Rolf, he's following Max's lead. Max clearly doesn't want to get Baltimore's attention. So I guess there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Well, and Rolf yeah. is like, oh, he's a monster hunter. Let's go. So I think like he's like. That one's Let's a go main s- character. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> Rolf keeps leading his way. He says, this way. My papa used to take me fishing here. What if there are vampires? Don't you see all of those weapons? That's what he is, Max. He's a vampire hunter. Hush now. 
he must be near. So they go underneath this bridge. It's covered in cobwebs. Pretty creepy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super creepy bridge. Moonlit night. Pretty awesome. Kids go under the bridge, and we reveal that Rolf isn't taking Max to see a monster hunter. Instead, Rolf is the monster, luring Max under the bridge. So presumably, he can eat him. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, I mean, but they knew who this kid was, right? They were like... I mean, I think... Max knew who the kid was, but they probably didn't know that Rolf had transformed. Rolf probably hadn't been staying there at night. You know, he like stopped by. Who knows? Yeah, well, I guess I'm. Tra- that's what I'm trying to determine. Is this like a real kid who turned into a monster, or is it a monster and he's like pretending to be a? kid? He's a monster pretending to be a kid. Yeah. From the very first panel, he looked like very. Yeah, yeah. Very not right. He did have but, an off look to his face. Because we know this artist can draw children. Correctly, yep. and yeah. this never looked like a child at all. So, <laughs> he was a creep, creep from day one, from minute one. Yeah. He's a ghoulie. <laughs> but I do like Baltimore. Like, probably knew that they were following him. He probably knew everything that was going yeah. on. Sees, you know, sees what's going on. Is right. There in the shadows yeah. Watching this whole thing go down again. Like, kind of doing a good guy thing for. Yep. A, a shithead. He's grumpy. And he's doing a good thing. Well, just because he's a shithead doesn't mean he's not going to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Max goes, Ralphie, as Ralphie sneaks up on him. You know, Ralphie just gets creepier and creepier. Yeah, I love the design of that. It's kind of weird. Like it doesn't have like a nose, or it's kind of like flat right well, there. He in makes the front. It, He's like a he's like a yeah. frog monster. Something. Yeah. yeah. Look away, boy. This isn't pretty. And he shunks. His buddy. <laughs> him. There's spiders crawl out of him too. Ooh. Oh shit, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Spiders come out everywhere. Yeah, he's got green eyes. Which we're pro spider here, God so is... I think yeah, that's we fine. Are. But the fact that the spiders are in there is odd. Well, I mean I'm pro spider, but it doesn't mean yeah. I want like them no. t- running me like I'm a puppet. Yes. <laughs> from the inside. Which I'm not sure that's what's happening. I think they're just living in there because that goop is probably nice and tasty. Either way, I don't know. Sure, sure. What if happened. you were full of goop and secretly a frog monster full of no, spiders? Well, what if what if that happened, Aubrey? Well, we'd have to uh, look at that on a case by case basis. <laughs> All right, I, with each spider sure, that comes up, I agree. Interview each spider. Yeah, spiders, George. Oh my god, this is this the is a clear cut case of spiders, red. George. The spiders yeah. have red on them. They're yes. little red spiders. They do. So that's that's the evil right there. No, no, <laughs> no. That's an evil spider. No. Okay. That's just spiders, George. He's skewing the. Uh, he's like black he's, widow. So he's skewing <clears throat> the numbers on this. I one. like. Um, Ralph turns into this giant monster. He's about to kill Max, and then Baltimore takes him out, and then Max, and then Max is like, "You killed him." Yeah. No. <laughs> Showed him mercy. Quickly now, come away from there. I can't. I'm sorry. He's crying. But he can't because he's, he's a Frodo now. Over well, here. now he's all stuck in the web. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. he's being a Frodo over here. Now there's big spiders. <laughs> yeah, giant spiders. They get I want to hug them and snuggle them. <laughs> I took a video. My son was playing with a spider today. I took a video of it. That's fun. Oh, cool. He didn't. He didn't hurt it. He was just trying to like follow yeah. it. Like he was yeah. following it. That's fun. <laughs> it wasn't a big, scary spider like this, though, no. right? It wasn't that big, no. Listen, if you don't already, listeners, uh, follow Jenny Nicholson's on uh, any kind of Twitter or YouTubes or anything. She's got a spider adventure where she goes hmm. and she finds a big, giant spider. And I know I'm recommending something that's not our channel, but that's a very fun adventure. <laughs> okay, I'll link in on. the show notes. That's it's a fun, fun video. Baltimore carries a highly flammable handkerchief in his she pocket, does. lights it on fire, <laughs> and fooshes it right into the spider. 
layer. I love this reveal. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god, how many? Like that is really terrifying. All the bodies are in there. They've obviously like killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah, lots of bodies in there. Yeah. His buddy's already covered in cobwebs. It's already like stuck to the ground. Oh, they're right. working fast. Yeah. Yeah, those spiders do quick work. And he's yeah. like, "That that's my friend." And then like he's like, "No, that's not." He hasn't been for a while, actually. Right. Now run home. I have work to do. <laughs> Just even though he set the layer on fire, he's still going to shoot the brains out of the spiders and splutch them in the eye. <laughs> so yeah, no, Aubrey. Uh, as Aubrey was saying earlier, the spiders are controlling him like a like a, like a horrible a, puppet. Sure, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, yeah. it's really interesting here that this is the this is where this has taken us. We've now we're just in a big uh, tunnel full of gigantic spider monsters. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> What's happening? He's watching the Good whole man. thing. He's just like fighting all these spiders. This kid's just standing there. I know, horrifically watching. Yeah. This kid is getting PTSD <laughs> right here, just like looking right? at this. Right. Yeah, you would, yep. wouldn't you? So we see Max. Why didn't you run? I was afraid the vampires would get me. Baltimore tells the kid that the vampires were only the beginning. All the old terrible things are waking up now. So he's like, yeah, you know, those vampires, those are nothing to be afraid of. There are now all these other things that you should be really scared of. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Spiders are going to come and walk you around like a doll or something. I like this part where he's like, oh, my friend said that you hunted vampires. You hunt other stuff. And he's like, I destroy evil wherever I find it. But I'm hunting my main storyline can you <laughs> tell me about yeah. my main storyline well, now he's got to take every opportunity to talk about Hagen. this is a monster of the right. week episode however we're gonna tie the main we're gonna tie the right. main lore into it as well for next week when we do a mythology episode well this is the free ep- this is the free issue yeah yeah we're trying to tie everything yes. in i guess oh, I love- yeah, no that's yeah, what i'm saying right, is it's yeah. like extraordinarily obvious and i love it oh gotcha gotcha yeah He's got yeah. a long scar like a main villain would. <laughs> Have you ever yeah, seen anyone talking does. about it, somebody with a scar, a big scar? Yeah, I, I, I do like this one part. When Baltimore asks the kid if he's seen a vampire with a scar, the kid responds, no, sir. Most of the people who got close enough to see the vampires are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a good line. True enough, boy, yeah. Baltimore responds. Yeah, and he thinks of his dead wife. And he's like, true here. enough. We know that there was some... Yeah. Uh, some tragedy happening yeah, there. This, he's like, come yeah. on, let's get out of here. And there's just this like smoldering spider <laughs> corpse over here. Yeah, it's curled up. Yeah. The boy asking him to stay. Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, yeah I thought I thought this was kind of nice because Baltimore walks him home, but yeah. he also scares the shit out of him because he's like, oh, well, all these other terrible things are coming out of every shadow. You'll never know what it's going to be right. and uh, it's going to yeah. get you. But here, I'll walk you home. <laughs> this shit is fucked up, though. This thing that happens now. Oh, uh, where they leave him out? I mean, yeah, man. He could be a monster, and it could kill everybody. He's like, "Hey, like, let he me back in." They're like, "Fuck no!" Well, that's right. what they told him in? when he left. They said, "You can't come right. back till yeah, sunrise because we won't know that you're." Yeah. yeah, he could totally be a monster. Yeah, I think that's right. He'll sit there until the sun comes up. That's what is. That's what he's got to do. The boy did ask him, so he goes, "With the war and the plague, there are only old folk and women and children left in Tolgart." We have no one to protect us. I'm sorry, boy. My debt is to those already dead. The living will have to learn to protect themselves. Not a good line. Close up on a, yeah, uh, a lantern full line. of spiders. Yeah, that is a good line. And yeah, we yeah. get the the lantern again. So they show in the beginning, and now they close up on it, yeah. and we see all the spiders in there. They're puppeting, like, puppeting boys around yeah, town. Yeah, watch out for those spiders. They're going to puppet like you. Like said, they're going to puppet you. <laughs> yeah. Puppet spiders. 
love puppet spiders. Those are my favorites. I like these little puppeteer short stories. Spiders. Yeah. They're like puppeteers. Little short stories. They're puppeteers. Little... They're good. Yeah. Do you think All they? Right. Do you think they spin little? Uh, like they use their spinnerets to spin little like webs, and they like they pull on the webs with their little feet to like. Like you would <laughs> with a puppet. Sure, like, that's exactly what they do. That's what they do. That's, that's what they operate. Yes, yes. Your limbs. They, they like work all together to operate a human. Yeah, body. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's one spider each on your eye to turn your eyes. Yeah. Around. Mm. They go. I said left. <laughs> right behind your eyeball. <laughs> one for the lower lid. You see, yeah. You see the eyes blink. going. Like, blink. Blink. Mm-hmm. They blink. They're drying yeah. out. <laughs> oh. So now we're going on to Baltimore, the play. This is another one shot that was published in November, 2012. Um, same creative team on this issue. This is a Stenbeck cover, right? Yeah. Um, here's here's yeah, the cover here. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, this nice. is a crazy okay. cover. There's a lot going on here. You could see the, um, the, the, the close-up bat has a cool yeah. scar on his face. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Like That's Hagus. Mm-hmm. He should have a little word bow that says, I'm Hagus. <laughs> I'm Hagus, motherfucker. I'm the main villain of this story. I like that it says the Stenbeck Twelve. Is that because uh, 2012? Yeah, 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 yeah. 2012. Yeah, and the Stenbeck does villages very well. Yeah, you know, this is yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, those You'll cityscapes get no on, argument that, from on the last on one. They got some great cityscapes on that one. Yeah, yeah. We get this: uh, the Blood King, the Red Death. We open in Verona, Italy. I did look up Verona, Italy. Um, mm, what did you find? Like, and there were Shakespeare so Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's where um, Romeo and Juliet's is. It's the setting of Romeo and Juliet, too. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. 14th yeah. century residence with tiny balcony overlooking courtyard is said to be Juliet's house. The Verona Arena is a huge first century Roman amphitheater, which is currently currently hosts concerts and large-scale opera performances. Oh, nice. Hmm. And so this one is going to take place after the curse bell because we're in January of 2017 now. Yeah, and he's got a shaved head now. 1917. 2017, Aubrey. That was just a couple years ago. Well, the fuck, this kind of feels like it could be today. (laughs) 100 years later. Shakespeare's from a place called Stratford-upon-Avon. Oh, right. I I meant Romeo and Juliet, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. This is the setting of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Where two children kill themselves. <laughs> Terrible. And the t- and the, I just noticed this, and I don't know why I don't even, even know if it's worth bringing it up, but in the upper left panel uh, on the first page, yeah, there's like a green-colored One building. greenhouse. Oh, yeah, that is oh, interesting. Yeah. What is that? One Who lives there? Who lives there? I don't know. I wonder if, you know, that's the, if that's an amphitheater or if that's really the stands out. that comes up. Like the theater that's later. Is that you like Juliet's balcony or something like that? No, it's not the Verona. A lot of things happened in Verona. It's not just the setting of a one of the, <laughs> in my opinion, not the best play. Actually, what well, maybe it's a reference to Romeo and Juliet? You ever think about that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Macbeth was actually from Italy and not from Scotland. Jeez! Oh, <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Uh, we see what looks like a uh, scavenger bridge, and look, the residents are throwing bodies of dead into the river below. They sure I mean, are. This is a grim sight <laughs> to see. You know, like know. all these dead people. Probably more dead people than they're used to dealing with, and they just throwing them all in the river because they don't know what else to do just with chuck them. Chuck them in the yeah. river. Yeah, a yeah. very sanitary thing river. to do. <sighs> yeah, let's make yeah, it Baltimore worse says. if we can. Right. <laughs> yeah. At least the next town down the stream. Yeah, jeez. 
You poison the river with the plague of the dead. You care little for those downstream. There aren't enough of us alive to bury the dead, and we've begun to fear breathing the smoke from the pyres. So it's pretty grim. Yeah, they like um, they go. The river will carry them to sea, and the take the plague with it. And Baltimore's like to it, the sea. It's not that simple. <laughs> yeah, it's no, really not that. Everybody simple. that lives there also is is doomed. Thanks for that. Baltimore asks if they've seen Hagus. He's got a little drawing. Because a little drawing. Do, do you think he drew that himself? <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> actually. I mean, how, how else would he get it? He had to draw it. Let's see. This Wait. is after. This is after he met. Um, oh, the reporter uh, guy. Describe. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Hodge. Oh, yeah, Hodge. Hodge. Yeah, yeah okay. maybe Hodge did it. Conceivably, he okay. could have done okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Did he do that little drawing though? <laughs> let him know. <laughs> like he's got i want to i want to see like a, a a quick cut to him like all the tongue, crumpled up papers in the like, corner of his mouth <laughs> concentrating so hard yes and all the crumpled up ones and he's like no that's not his eyes are more like this yeah. i don't know yeah. <laughs> his eyes are more a little more beady no <laughs> Yeah, maybe he went to the police department and they had one of those guys there. For a next sketch artist. (laughs) So he asked the townspeople, someone says they saw Haggis at the uh, Pietro Alfieri. Uh, He says, but the creature I saw was not. that was some feeling. You're in Verona, Italy. (laughs) Pietro Alfieri. Thank you. Very nice. There you go. (laughs) So you know a little bit about this theater, right? Oh, yeah. Um, So um, I did did look this up. I was thinking the Teatro Alfieri may be a reference to the Teatro Alfieri Torino. It's a theater in Turin, Italy, described on Google as old-fashioned space with an ornate exterior showcasing ballets, operas, and musicals, plus stage plays. It opened in 1855, making it 167 years old. So it would have been open at this time. Although, we'll we'll cut to it later. They're going to show a picture of it, and it doesn't look anything like the real one. So maybe it's just like they just took the name from it, or I don't know. Anyway, I had to look that up. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's cool. So he he walks through town. This light works. There's no spiders. (laughs) We see this gross guy drinking his wine underneath a grape. Like a sign with grapes that, on it. Is that mean like wine is sold here, I guess? Yeah, I was grapes. assuming it was I like, so. this beer, uh, winery. But yeah. I also thought it was yeah. like a weird juxtaposition because that guy has like things all over his face that kind of oh, look like yeah. grapes too. So it's kind of like. Well, not everybody ugh, could uh, fucking read. <laughs> so you had to have signs yeah. like that because it's like if you couldn't fucking read, you had to know what was going on in right. town and such. Grapes here. Yeah, well, wine. Wine, yeah. I would drink if I did if I had the plague. Yeah, I would definitely drink if I had the plague. <laughs> all the time, I would do it all the time. I'd do it anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> either way, either way. What else would you do? Get a get a harpoon and go at get it. Get a harpoon and just go at it. <laughs> I did try to find if grapes meant anything on a sign. You know how oh, like right. if, yeah. like restaurants would have like a horse head. It means they served horse meat. Mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. Yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. something like that. Yeah. Wait, what? Um, Is that true? Yeah, it was like so. Like, if you go around New York City, there's still like buildings that have horse heads, like on on the buildings, and it was like a it was like a butchery that served horse meat. Hmm. Wow, interesting, weird. Hmm. So I I did look this up. Um, on the sign here, it says the debutos this year. Yeah, it says debut this evening. Hmm. 
So it's saying like it's debuting this evening. But I also just noticed this. Someone drew a crown on the Red Death poster. Mm. I yeah. didn't notice that the first time. So someone like drew on there. Anyway. Yeah, hinting at something. And this place is burned down. And Clary's coming into a scene that's like aftermath. This whole thing had been yes, burned yeah. down. Right. We go to two weeks prior on the next page. Two weeks prior. We see them putting the sign up for everyone to see. Yeah. And you can't. The name is obscured. But when we see it later, it says the triumphant Red Death. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we see Red Death and a woman, everyone in rehearsal costumes. We get this guy dancing around dressed as Red Death. That's a awesome. badass costume, yeah, it's man. Fucking I was thinking, like, that would be cool for, like, Halloween. Like, even if no one knew what it was, it would still be a fucking killer costume, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, so cool. I really love that design. It would cost a fortune, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it would be that problem. Yeah. And I love this director. He's smoking, drinking, he's angry. Oh right, he's Surely like he's got the Italian hands. He's got the <laughs> yeah gesturing yeah. hands. He's gesturing very yeah. vehemently. I want to feel the sorrow. Yeah, I know. Don't you have somebody who's sick right now with everything that's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I know you know somebody who's died. Statistically, it's impossible that you don't. So, can we get some acting? Why don't you try acting? I like these uh, candle scones things in the front. That's, oh, yeah, that's their lighting. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Oh, and that's yeah. going to come back later. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Da, 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 that's a triumph to the last. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody sits up. They're like, oh, I wasn't acting dead enough. Well, yeah. Not enough. <laughs> Why don't you just try acting? So, yeah, we see that Haggis is watching in on the play and seeing what's going on. We want to make our um, audience absolutely fucking miserable. Don't you know the point of this? The guy interrupts Hagus as he's watching and insists he has to leave. Oh, are Hagus you? goes, who oh, are you? Yeah, and you see his, his women back there. He's got some extras. Because well, Baltimore uh, killed the other ones, right? This is already past Baltimore killing the other three. Some, some hench ladies. Yeah, yeah. vampire brides. Always, yeah, yeah always, always has some vampire brides. Well, I like how like he comes up and he's like, "Sir, you have no place here." And he's like, "I have financed nearly everything you see here, sir, including yes. whatever that fool. What is that guy's name? Necho. Necho. Maybe. I would say. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Even that fool is paying you. Be silent, or I am going to have to insist. If this guy just said he bankrolled the whole fucking thing, you're just like, I'm okay. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Never mind. But he's like, no, get out of it. He's like, I pay your boss's salary. Get out of it. <laughs> get out of here, yeah. though. Like, okay. Right. All right. But I could see like directors being like, I don't care if they finance this. I'm an artist. I'm, you know, don't let anybody walk in on my play. You know, but that's a different guy. Oh, right. He's they. He told him to. Yeah, not but he's just doing guy. his yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the stage manager. Maybe. But you're right. Yeah. This guy should yeah. know better. This guy. Right. Should have, as, you think that they would have told him? Okay, if you. Yeah, you think they would have said, okay, if you see a guy that's very scary with a big red eye and a big giant scar on his face, and he's really like just a creepy creepster. Uh, just leave him alone. Yeah, you'll see him. Yeah. He'll be back there, ha- like haunting the wings. He usually has like these red-eyed women behind him, they're like very all scary. scary and stuff they like that. Teeth. So yeah, they, they, they're vampires. Yeah. They all look like you know, like vampires. Like they'll totally kill you, dude. Yeah. So just like don't <laughs> fuck with them. After they attack him, Hagus is like gut him and throw him in the river, and he's like, "You don't want to make him one of us." I found him annoying alive. I have no doubt he'd be yeah. doubly so. Yeah. <laughs> so as a vampire, he'd be even a bigger he'd, dick. He'd be double dick. <laughs> No, but thank it's funny, you. Like, everybody in this play are vampires, or like most of them are vampires. This guy should have known, you know, better. Right? Yeah. He should have fucking better known better. Down here, they're practicing their vampire scariness, and she's practicing being super scared, and he's really excited about it. <laughs> it's, it's a really weird juxtaposition here. 
Yeah, he loves it. He loves how perfectly scared she is. So the next scene we get, uh, this backstage scene with the actress and Haggis, like, wooing her, Isabella. So he's back there, and you can't see him in the reflection either, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. That's a neat detail. Yeah. Yeah. Good job there. That's to be said, but it's fun. Um, Haggis says, I can't pretend to understand my fascination with you, Isabella, but I have made no effort to hide it from you. That isn't what I meant, she says. I know the poison you carry, and I know you have begun to cast your shadow over our company to fulfill your own desires. Yet you haven't laid a hand upon me, and so I wonder if your fascination with me is founded in fear, or if you simply do not find my blood to your love. Oh, perhaps another night then. Drops Does she want to be a vampire? Like I don't know. That? He like walked away. He Batmaned her. That's and what I'm saying. He totally Batmaned yeah. out. And yeah. then he left a rose there. Like, is that like romantic? Tuxedo mask. Is that like, is that romantic? <laughs> like if, like. <laughs> no. Like if we were, like when we first started talking. I was so annoyed. You were talking to me and then you turned around and I was With gone, but I had left a rose there. Be would like, you, you be dramatic like. dramatic bitch. This <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like me. I'm going to go find somebody else. What kind of move is that? Does that work? It must have worked for him in What's the past. What's wrong with him? <laughs> it's a vampire move. Uh, like 10,000 so years ago. So excited about having a total fucking emo drama king. Fucking. Yeah, so she wants vampires. to be a vampire wife, right? That's the impression so. that, that would, I get that at yeah. this point in the story. And I, uh, what is this poster here? Do oh, yeah. I was, it says something about homunculus. Yeah, homunculus. And it almost yeah, reminds me. Yeah, and meatloaf. No, and it, al- it also kind of reminds me of um, Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. It does look like an Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're So right. I thought that was kind of a interesting. It's way it's before fun. Hitchcock, though. I'm impressed with the way that this rug was rendered. The whole, look at the also. bouquet on that top panel. Yeah, look Like, at that. all that stuff. The soft pink light coming It's really nice. Shade. I mean, the color by Dave Stewart and the oh, work by Ben Stenbeck. I mean, they can they can do anything. All their perfumes go up. Yeah, it's too many. Too many perfumes. Get rid of it. But when you but you make combinations of them, like if I spray this one oh, and this one together, oh, it's Dr. Pepper. I have a migraine. Something like that. On the next page, we see a scene that illustrates the state of the city. An ill woman can't get any medical care mm-hmm. or even something to just ease her pain as she dies. And we see the hospital, St. Clair, is being boarded up in an attempt to contain the disease uh, that's being spread. The doctor notes the infected are already dead. We can only pray they stay that way. So creepy. When was this comic written? Like 10 years ago or something like that? Yeah, yeah. 2011 or 2012. So weirdly. Yeah. Now? I know. Yeah. I mean, I was reading this. I'm like, wait, what? This is like, feels like it's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, it, it gave me the creeps when I read it. It is weird to be reading a, a book about the plague in the middle of all this. Yeah. Well, we never had any problem with people coming back from the dead, though, did we? That's no. <laughs> the point of that page, I think. So they, so, so they say. I will say there is a larger number of people wearing masks in this book than you see in the grocery store. Though. I know, right? Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> they're doing so a little sad. better than we are. So on the next page, we see later that night, we see that Haggis is in the hospital searching out those that will awake as vampires. He's going in there to minister to the undead here. He helps this one guy out. Come, I will see that you are fed. So That's kind of nice, I guess. I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's, he's nice to his vampire friends. Yeah. yeah. This next page is a trip. Look at this fucking guy. 
just like I, I love plastering himself up against the window, being a, a fucking dillweed. Well, I w- did I wonder like did, when plays came came to town, would they do stuff like that? Well, I guess they wouldn't eat living people, but well, you never know. Like, imagine them going through and like doing like a little parade and like putting on a little bit of show when they got there right before. They oh yeah, no. yeah maybe. The show, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it's like the dance macabre. What is that? Yeah, the dance of the dead. That's right. The, right, the dead yeah. are coming in to eat everybody. I love I love this red guy. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Well, he's and much. he's like, he's a bit much actually. He's ready to like get some stuff done, but yeah. Haggis is like, ah, oh, the time for anarchy has not yet arrived. But then we see other people killing these guys. So what is it? Like, I don't know. He's like, not not you. He's but like, you the- can kill people, but don't be obnoxious about it. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I got the feeling that uh, that that the Red Death wanted to go into the bar and just slaughter everybody. Oh, okay. And these are a couple of stragglers just coming outside. Right, right. Okay. Puppets like you are only an echo of my kind. The gift I've given to you can be easily withdrawn. Man, go fuck your fuck you. <laughs> Talking yeah, about. I thought that was interesting too. Can it be withdrawn easily? Can it be? Well, I thought I guess it, he'll kill him. Well, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I think that's just a way of saying like I'll kill you. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll chop your head off I'll, or something. I'll like kill you. Or or your parents say, I brought you into this world, I can sure. take you out of it. Sure, sure. Whoa, creepy. Yeah, yeah it's a bit a much flying red bird spirit. <laughs> sure. The sign here on the front of the restaurant, I think it says the tripe and onion company. Hmm. And so this guy, you see him eating this long thing that looks like tripe. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, but I think it's also funny because these guys are getting eaten also. Right. So anyway. It's sort of like a restaurant for uh, uh, ghouls. Yeah. And you can't see the top sign. You see how there's a sign over the window, mm-hmm. but it says something guts. Ah, I see. Okay. So I. Right. Yeah, that means guts, but you can't see what the beginning of it says. Right. You can see it a little bit on this top panel, but Could anyway. Some guts. See it a bunch of big bowl full of guts. Yeah, so anyway. And then we'll eat your guts. And we'll eat your guts, too. Well, isn't tripe like intestines anyway? Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was saying, yeah. There's a lot of meals that involve tripe that are, can be pretty good if they're prepared well, etc. Yes. So, culturally speaking. So we see the theater. We're at the uh, Teatro. Alfieri. And it doesn't look like that, apparently, according to John. No, it, uh, the okay. real one doesn't look like that. And he's like, Haggis is walking on a ship. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, there's a bunch of props inside the back of the theater, I guess. We yeah. see Haggis snooping in on the um, Nicho. Nicho. We see Nicho. Yeah, Nicho. There you go. Yeah, and he's talking to somebody, and Haggis is watching. <laughs> so the sign above Haggis, you see how it says, Attenti a la testa? Yeah. Watch your head. <laughs> Which I think is kind of uh, well, that's the steps a, go up there. Yeah, that's it's good. a subtle yeah. reference to yeah. You know, I think I like that that's that. kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. What we see next is Necho talking to Edgar Allan Poe's head in a jar, Jace. which is awesome. There's also like we get a, like a crazy monster in the background, like yeah. that picture of a crazy like the painting here the, monster. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a little puppet, yeah. little puppet on the desk, and the, the puppet yeah, and kind a of sweet lo- little puppet. The puppet kind of looks like the ones from Hellboy in Hell. Yes. Yeah, totally. really cool. Really so, what cool. did you guys think of this? I mean, what do you think of this okay. reveal? Okay, all right. I was I like, guess. holy shit, it's a bit heavy-handed. I like, because was... we're looking at this this play about the Red Death, and they're like, and then by the way, just in case you didn't get the reference, <laughs> let's put literally Edgar Allan Poe's head in there like a Futurama thing or some shit. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it, yeah, it, it was like be, a Futurama joke. It, it wouldn't be a Mignola book without a head in a jar, mm-hmm, right? There you mm-hmm. go. I also kind of find it cool that uh, Edgar Allan Poe's the one who's writing all the, the plays saying. for him. Ooh, yeah. To put yeah. literally Edgar Allan yeah. Poe's head in here is kind of like, we get it. We got it. We got it without that. It's, I got it. 
we all know Poe as the OG sad boy extraordinaire. It's true. He's best known for his <laughs> poetry and short stories, particularly his tales of mystery and the macabre. We learn Poe is writing all of Nochi's plays, as well as all of his heartfelt lines to his lady muse. Right. Yeah. I like this word. Necho's like, he's all crying. He's like, oh, I love her so I'm much. I'm such a sad boy. I'm a sad boy, too. <laughs> two yeah, sad boys I'm yes. you are. and it seems like Hagus leaves frustrated like what the heck you know oh yeah when he sees that because like he doesn't even address them right he just goes in there and he watches it and he's like fuck this shit <laughs> yeah I didn't even notice that he yep. just spies on him and leaves yep talking to Edgar Allan Poe in a head in a jar He's like, I'm going to eat this gelato guy. Is that a gelato guy <laughs> right there? Yeah. That's, oh, a shit. that's a gelato guy. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Oh, blood. Maybe he's got blood gelato. Yeah. Maybe do you have blood gelatos blood in there? I do because of the, you know, it's, it's, I, I gotta, I gotta make a, the money. The diversify your flavors. I've got it. Exactly. I've got There's a bigger. Clearly a need. Yes, exactly. There's, I've got to diversify because of the uh, the growing demographic that the, is the happening demand. in yeah. our Empire city now. Yeah, yeah. All these people want blood tasting things, they so do. I just have to. I, I had to make sounds, it. I guess I will. Maybe that's what that what the the grapes on the guy's face is actually a, a face wine. Maybe so. <laughs> get your face Easy. a wine. <laughs> Uh, the triumphant Red Death Theater of the Renaissance begins tonight. Yeah, that's what the sign says right there. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so we see Poe is talking to the lady actress. She's wearing a wig, right? She wasn't blonde anymore. We reveal the muse is actually orchestrating all of this. She shows a shoulder She's to Poe. Being a little scandalous. There. Yeah, that shoulder action right there. Look at that. Can you believe they printed that in a comic book? Scandalous. <laughs> I like how she goes, now speak to me in your love. Sing to me of beauty. She gets all close to the head in a jar. She's yeah. crazy. <laughs> She's psyched about this head in a jar. Hey, he just plows in here, slams her against the wall. I should have known that no human woman could inspire such urges. Now that you know, vampire, what will you do? She's so nonplussed by this. Yeah. yeah. He's told and he, and it works on him. She's a yeah. muse. She's literally a muse. That is so cool. I think that is really interesting. Yeah. She's more powerful yeah. than him yeah. and strong and she doesn't give a fuck. And it's really interesting. Yep. And he's like a little puppy. Yeah, he kind of stops and Poe says, You will love her, and when she is gone, your heart will ache forever with her absence. Even in your own grave, it will be you who mourns having lost her. So I wonder if Poe is in the state because of her. Right, yeah. That's what's keeping his head alive or something like that. She seems besotted with him. Hagus, you have poisoned my cast and put your mark upon my masterpiece, but you will not have Isabella. A muse is nourished by an artist's soul, and you have none. I don't want her, you fool. I only want to expunge the memory of her from my mind. As for yourself, Senor Necho, be wary. A muse will always choose the poet who can nourish her best. So for her, that's uh, sad boy extraordinaire, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe here. <laughs> that's yeah, head sure. in the jar, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Yep. Cut to the actual play being performed. Necho watches with the head of Poe. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these people coughing too. That's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, no. someone on the stage is coughing and then uh, the audience people are coughing. Yeah, they're covered in specks. I like how Hagus still brought a bouquet of flowers there. Yeah. Like he's still there to Yeah. Oh right. I wanna I, I wanna talk about that. There's a great detail yeah. there. 
like the grim resignation on his face. Yeah. Yeah. So these are lines from The Conquer Worm by Edgar Allan Poe. Lo, tis a gala night within the lonesome latter years. An angel throng be winged, bedight in veils and drowned in tears. Sit in a theater to see a play of hopes and fears while the orchestra breathes fitfully the music of the spheres. And Poe is like, oh, I have to give him credit. Like the scene would not be as effective without Haggis's paintings. And so I wanted to talk about Haggis's fine paintings. I mean, they really. That is fucking disturbing. I mean, this panel is amazing because you have the red death, but then you have this weird painting behind it. God, Hieronymus that is... Bosch. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Like Hieronymus Bosch. It also kind of like Wes and I were talking about like Dante's Inferno yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think um, just really tremendous. I there. think before we get into that, I think Wes was about to talk about uh, how she's they're getting her dressed and her hair ready and et cetera. Do you want to go? Oh, that yeah, yeah. It is not an offense to God, my lady, to dance and make merry when so many around us are dying. Cough, cough. Perhaps <laughs> it is, dear. But without dancing and merriment, we might as well count ourselves amongst the dead. Cough, cough. I kind of like that. Right. Even though she is making terrible things happen <laughs> right. in this right. particular story. The worst person you know just made a good point. <laughs> but it's super appropriate for it to be in a play, too. It's like, yeah, it's you know, kind of like, even though you're going through all this stuff, like, come watch a play and have a good yeah. time. It's fine. And it's also a play about the suffering that's actually going on sure. in the world right yeah. at particular moments. So, wow. there you go. Yeah. So even we... to a more deeper level that they than they even know, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. So I like I even think like Vegas is doing this to spread more. Like the more people learn about Red Death, the more that they're afraid of. Sorry, the um, um, the Red King. The more yeah. they learn about it, the more scared they are. The more power he gets. The more yes. monsters come out of the ground. And he's psyched about um, that. Yeah. That's what he wants. Yeah. So I like all Where this. Else have we heard the phrase "the conqueror worm." Oh yeah, the conqueror worm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was also the 2001 Hellboy series. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this. Dark Horse Comics also released an adaptation by Richard Corbin. Oh goodness. Oh. Of wow. the conqueror worm, the post wow. poem. So I, I would like to check that out. I would like to track that down. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't. I, I've never heard of that. I definitely want to check that out. We get some more lines from the Red Death. Mimes in the form of God on high, mutter and mumble low, and hither and thither fly, and much of madness and more of sin, and horror the soul of the plot. And um, yeah, just like Wes, you pointed out, he had the bouquet. As he's holding it, it's dying. And then it's finally yeah, like all dead. Yeah. Which I think is like really interesting. I just like all that. What are you? Stop this. She's still playing. Hold her tightly. Um, so now it's like not the play. Now all of a sudden it's Hagus's plan, it seems. But this is super um, exciting because he's jumping down from the balcony. Yeah. Like, I can totally yeah, believe like, so this awesome. is probably part of it, right? Is yeah, this part yeah. of it? And you're looking through your program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will tear out her heart even at the cost of my own. Yeah, where's this guy coming? Like, no, sweetie, this is the part where Edgar Allan Poe's his little jarhead gets cracked on the ground. It's part of the show. You're like, all right. Yeah, what's what's in Edgar Allan Poe's jar? Mm, pickle, pickle juice. juice. <laughs> Delicious. Formaldehyde, most Delicious likely. Delicious pickle juice. It's pickle juice, Aubrey. But Haggis just goes right at her. Poe. He starts like yeah, pulling her hair. hair. Yeah, Gosh, not cool. That's really intense. <laughs> Rude. Man. Well, that's not her hair. Yeah. It's a wig, to be fair. Yeah. He's okay. To yeah. What he's doing though, it's not okay. But I like 
the couple no he i mean he they're vamp, they're both monsters they're monsters i don't know what is a monster in the story i Everyone. like the couple that are like looking at each other and they're like what is get this? a load of this guy <laughs> is this play really good and got good <laughs> get a load of this guy no and uh i like this guy stepping in beauty is not yours to destroy the red death yeah. and in the costume there and i think he's not in a costume right we like learn like that. oh right like, yes that he's, a, yeah. he's a vampire and this is not his costume this is like what he looked like that's just his like. streetwear <laughs> that's nuts yeah. you're absolutely right yeah but when Hagas pushes him, he catches on the lights thing or whatever, where they yeah. have the candles. Well, he catches like the fuel line. The fuel line breaks and like the spills all over him, and then you know catches on fire. Yeah. He starts running through the theater, <laughs> catching everything yeah, on fire. fire. Pretty good. The red skull. So in the middle of all this, I noticed this one little sad pen where he's like, "Mother, that's that lady that was like, I yeah. can't even get in. That's right. the lady from the yeah. earlier scene." So she died watching this horrible play. Nice. The last thing she saw. Okay. It is crazy seeing all the customers that are going to see this play all wearing face masks. It's like so reminiscent of Yeah. Uh, you're right, Aubrey. It's crazy. There's a man bat. Yep. So on the next page, we get a man bat. So Hagus is turning into his his real monster, like who he really is. She loves me, the director says, and only me. We see her sneaking away and grabbing Poe. Yep. I was like, yeah, she's picking up Poe's head. I know. Yeah. And the expression they put on Poe's face <laughs> as so she's good. taking it. It's really good. Yeah. It's really kind of touching. I love how Haggis just grabs the director and, and rips his throat out. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's I gross, love that but I like it's, it. Yes, it is gross, good. but I like it. And he just flies out of the burning He's like, okay, boy. Yep. Just cause a bunch of fucking chaos and fly away. Sing to me, dearest. Speak your love, she says to Edgar Allan Poe's head. Forever. I, Forever. I, I, more. I was thinking, Forever. where's the more? You know what I mean? It's no. like, it's got oh, yeah. dot, dot, dot after it. I feel like there's a more. That's a bit heavy handed. But it? I also. Um, it, it's it, also never more. But uh, some. And not uh, forever more. Okay. Point taken. But what I like, um, this reminded me so much of. In the Hellboy series, someone is always trying to rescue Von Klemp's head. Yes. It's oh, like right. Cronin's trying to save it or Zinko. And here it's Isabella trying to save. I don't know. I just, do you I think couldn't that that's help. a callback to that? Or do you think it's like, look, the nature of being a head in a jar is that people are going to inevitably have to save you? I just think I'm it was. I'm going to say both. I just think it's funny, like, to think of Cronin sure. like this woman yeah. saving the jar and going, right. sing to me, dearest. I don't know. I just, I got a weird juxtaposition in my head when I saw that. Uh, this, this guy is intolerable. The singing red crazy man? Yeah, he's completely intolerable. And I can't. He's very Joker-fied here. He's very like, yep. the curtain rises, my friends. We have the stage all to ourselves. It's very like... <laughs> well, because he sees Baltimore yeah. leave. So yeah. he's like, oh, I guess now he thinks we're dead. So now we yeah, can yeah. do well, whatever he, we want. He said, I told yeah, you that if we if we did not give ourselves away, he would just ride on. He's not after us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we see Baltimore. He's still at the, the burnt-down amphitheater. And then he leaves and all the actors who lived all the vampire actors who lived come out and they're they're happy that baltimore's leaving i like this um this red death guy i guess we're gonna see him again right because he obviously survives so 
That was cool. I thought this one was really interesting. This one with the play. It was probably my favorite one of the three that we read. There's a lot of wacky shit going it was on. Really cool. it, yeah. It kind of reminded me a lot of like um Phantom of the Opera meets uh Futurama meets uh, <laughs> uh meets uh, a little bit of an interview with the vampire, the vampire Lestat with the theater of the vampire thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not to say anything that that's bad or anything. I'm just saying it, it, these things, it evoked emotions of no, things that I remember. It's so funny, Aubrey, because, uh, you know, when people are like, they do a meme where it's like, I'm going to spoil it without spoiling it. And no. you could be like, uh, you know, like Futurama, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and, um, uh, Interview and, with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire. There you go. Anyway. I'll use that stuff. picture of Antonio Banderas. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was awesome, Wes. Any uh, any other thoughts that you have on um, revisiting these Baltimore stories? Uh, what what do you think about these short stories? I, I mean, I love short stories. I, I think they're always my favorite. Like, I like to just pick up something and be done with the whole thing in one shot. Sometimes, you know, I love seeing Baltimore just go through these places and just have these little mini adventures. I think it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I mean, it's a horror book. It's heavy, but these stories didn't seem as heavy as some of the other ones that we've read. Yeah. I was I was able to have a little bit more fun with it and like just enjoy the art and not be so like affronted by people being tortured and whatnot. You know what I mean? I don't know. There were some people being tortured. There. I know, but it was just a little bit of people being tortured. Mm, there. Not, not, okay. as, not as much as with that one dude, uh, yeah, the, the Inquisitor true, yeah. guy. Uh, it was also interesting on this one, like the Baltimore was barely in it. And he was like in the beginning and the end. Right. And so. Baltimore yeah, is always like a he shows Mr. up to be sad like, sack and then runs away. Oh, you're right. I didn't even realize yeah, how he little wasn't he a part was of this adventure. It. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's and always you get been introduced a... to like different characters like this. He shows you know, up to roll his eyes really hard and then <laughs> fucks off. Uh, awesome. Well, great, Wes. Thank you so much for hanging out with yeah, us for you, for this episode. And then Wes is also you'll hear us. You'll also hear Wes on another episode Excellent. that we're going to be coming out with the Hellboy Book Club. So I hope you'll go check that out too. Awesome, man! Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah fun. Got to stretch stretch it out every once in a while. Get out of the corner there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, you, well, you know, have your company Hayden's over there, Hayden's and over there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to start yeah, putting some cool of you in my pocket. Here. I'm gonna have to start putting some of you on a bookshelf. We'll decorate other parts yeah. of our house. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this Baltimore episode. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Baltimore, Passing Stranger, and a couple other stories. I really enjoyed those. Those are fun. I mean, as fun as horror comics can be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear what you thought. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. You can also find all of our resources on our Podbean website and our Facebook About section and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thanks to Paul from Gautahan for the theme music. Thanks, we... Paul. Yes. Thank you, Wes, for joining us once again and leading us through the Baltimore. Thanks, Wes. The, thanks, the Wes. Baltimore version of the Outerverse. Yes. Um, thank you, John, for all your editing skills. Thank you, Danielle, for being badass and awesome and reading some really cool lines in your <laughs> creepy voice. <laughs> just, just a lot of yelling. Oh, I saw this earlier. Uh, the Baltimore, the first book is finally co- is. Is coming out on audiobook soon. Mm, okay. Oh right, yes, yeah. it's going to come out on audiobook. The actual, um, the actual book, book. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's very good. You can find the podcast on wherever you get your podcasts from, and if you're there, open up your app and give us that five star review. Every little bit helps. Do it. Our theme music is by Only Beast. Next week, 
We are reading Invincible, issues 12 and 13. We're finally finishing the Ultimate Collection, Volume 1. Awesome! So, you know what to do. Pull out them back issues, trades, digitals, omnis, get the Hoopla app, and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Also, join us over at the Hellboy Book Club podcast and listen to us talk about the Sword of Hyperbia issue, too. Yes, awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a pickled head in a jar that's subject to the whims of a magical lady who likes to act in local plays and then burn down the entire theater. I'm Wes Matthijs. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Loveless. I destroy evil where I find it. Yeah! <laughs> yeah.